Hey guys, what's going on? It's your girl Maya K and Geo. And this is episode two of Keys to the Game podcast. And today we will be discussing divorcing friends and business. Uh, it's definitely a sensitive subject, but I think it needs to be addressed. And I'm excited to address it with Geo because we've had some great behind the scenes conversations just about business in general. Yeah friendships and you know just how it all can get a little messy but since we did not pray last week that was something we forgot to do and we feel really bad I thought it would be a good idea if I uh prayed at the beginning and then Gio could pray at the end that way you get two prayers in one week um just to get you guys started so Father God, we just thank you for this podcast, this vision, and this idea. We thank you that everybody listening will be able to take something from it, applying the wisdom and the gems that you've given Gio and I. And we ask that you just bless their businesses, God. Help them not to be discouraged during any season where it may not seem like it's going as fast as they want it to. Help us all to remember that the fruit does not grow the day that we plant the seeds. So I thank you that every listener's business will grow and it will become everything that you created it to be. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to start with the pet peeves, uh, our business pet peeves. So for me, I think Last week we talked about some, but this is in general for me. This isn't even social media. Um, so I ordered food last night and I know it's Friday night, you know, here in LA or whatever, but I have like the biggest pet peeve when a custom when a business does not call the customer and let them know what's going on. So, you know, I get that you're busy. I get that, you know, things are (laughs) popping in L.A. Friday night, especially, you know, with all that's been going on with Nipsey, like the streets have been shut down. It's just really crazy, period. So I get it. Um, Even the day after, like, I get it. But I feel like great customer service is picking up the phone and calling. That's why you ask us for our phone numbers when we order online or on the phone. And I feel like that's good customer service. So I was annoyed because when I called at 8.05, the Grubhub app was showing me that it still hadn't left the restaurant, but it told me it would be to me by eight or eight between eight and eight ten. So I call and the guy says, Oh, it'll be there in 10 minutes. So I don't like when I feel like you just giving me an answer just to get me off the phone. So I'm wait, I waited another right. 30 minutes and then I called again. And the guy's like, Oh, we're sorry. It, it was a different guy. We're sorry. We're just really busy. So I was like, if my food is not here in 10 minutes, I'm canceling the order. Okay. Because <laughs> listen, y'all playing too many games. It's Friday night. Right. I just, eat and you know so by the time it got here it was like 850 but Grubhub did give me a $10 credit um, but it's just a pet peeve of mine I've dealt with that quite a bit like here in LA like just ordering food and just having these problems and the, the number one excuse is the traffic and I hate that like the traffic or it's busy like right. you know how LA traffic is so I don't want to hear that yeah. y'all know <laughs> so um, right and so don't put a realistic time on there don't put, yeah. a, put a time on there that's not you know, that's what you would hope for it to be. Put something realistic so people are not just waiting around. Exactly. But I think that that can kind of just go into business. Like, would you just communicating with clients or customers or whatever when you're not maybe keeping things on track or, you know, whatever. Just give people a courtesy call so that they know what's going on. 
That's true. And I think that, that I, yeah, I think that that, you know, that that's a good thing. I need to actually do that more with my clients because I'm just so used to just beehiving and just get myself into the work and then like, you know, but yeah. just giving updates is always, it's, it's a good courtesy and it's also good communication. So. Right. Right. And especially, well, just so happens last night, I was able to do cash on Grubhub, but normally on Grubhub, I use my credit card. So I pay in advance. And it's definitely, as you talk about clients, um, most of my clients in the writing business, they give me a deposit where some of them just pay all together, like up front. And I'm like, I need to make sure I stay on top of it because I don't already use that money for my rent. So you ain't get your money back, so I need to make sure I communicate every right. step of the right. way. Right. Um, so that's yeah, that, that's... Yeah, that's our business. Well, I don't know if Gio has one. I mean, she may want to share one, but I just wanted um, to. No, no. I mean, I think that that was kind of, you know, I kind of added the business part to the side of that. I think yeah. that that's kind of, yeah, that's that's pretty uh standard. Yeah, that's pretty on point. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty on point. And also, you know, giving my own self a kick in the butt, so that's cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that's true um so this week we are discussing divorcing friends and business and with that you know i think it's important to highlight um just some keys that we feel could help people who have you know friends that they do business with or that may be interested in doing business with them um ironically most of my friends don't want to be writers so i don't usually run into a lot of problems because i run a writing business so you know what i mean like i don't have a lot of friends who are hitting me up like yo i need editing editing for this i need this i need that so i haven't run into a whole lot of problems but what i wanted us to start with was talking about our our worst experience that we can think of with a friend that we worked with that turned bad and then we'll kind of go into our keys and our tips to um how to divorce friends in business if you're already in a situation that's a little crazy or how not to even just get started just to save the friendship right um, well i think well well go ahead and then i'll try to yeah. So do you, you need a minute to think about like your worst experience? Cause I already got no, like, I already, oh, okay. yeah, I already have one. I, and it's not even a, a particular experience because mine just, mine just kind of ran a little different than yours. I always work with my friends or I always, um, you know, my friends always reach out to me to help them in different aspects. Or if I'm working with someone, they end up becoming like a friend. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, either way but um the thing that i think um especially when running your own business and you know it 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 was hard for me to create the boundaries so people tend to feel entitled or they tend to kind of you know push that so i think that that's probably the worst experience of just having to deal with the entitlement like oh well you're my friend so da 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 or Oh, well, you're my friend. I don't have to be accountable because, you know, you know, I don't have to be accountable for the business part because you're my friend. So I think that um, that's really the aspect that really, really burns in that type of situation because, um, yeah, it's probably just best not to do it. But because of the, you know, you're, the, the job that you're in is very specific. Mine's just a little bit more um, open to a bunch of different things. It's kind of hard 
for me to, you know, narrow it down. But, yeah, I think the sense of entitlement always starts arguments, always, you know, just creates just a bad vibe. So, yeah. That's my, yeah. Well, my worst experience, business experience with a friend, of course, I'm not going to say any names, but uh, I used to cover Philly Fashion Week of, just a huge fan of Kevin and Carrie and Sherwin is a good yes, friend of mine. Them. And was, yeah. And Sherwin is like, we were at the same church for years and I didn't even know, like he uh, was connected to fashion at deep. So I always ended up covering and I met this amazing designer, you know, from North Philly, love him, um, celebrity stylist, but he lives out here in LA and, I wanted to launch my own PR firm and I had an interest in doing fashion PR. So he took a chance on me and we were at that stage of the game, we were friends already. So it had been about two years. He would come to Philly whenever they had Philly fashion week, we would connect, you know, I would, I would work with him. I had met Tashina Arnold through him and she actually was going to be the headliner for the event that we were doing together um, to kind of launch his brand, you know, well, he had his brand, but he was trying to do something different. So I, right. I mean, I go all out for him. I get the flyer done for free. Um, and I mean, everything I, I had interns, I had four interns under me. Um, and one of the interns ended up cause you know, she went to Temple. She ended up putting like when you're at Temple and you have an organization or you're a part of an organization, you can actually rent a room for free. So she wow. put in like her organization's information to be able to rent the room for his event. I mean, we went all out for him and the agreement that him and I made, um, which it was verbal plus written was $200 a month, which if you are in PR, you know, that is nothing. Okay. <laughs> what am I to do it for free? <laughs> right that's like nothing but see my thing was sometimes when you put some price on it it kind of makes people you know move a little different because yeah, it's like it i don't want to waste my money right 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 and then i also kind of looked at it like well he is a big name in hollywood you know he told me that after we were done well he never said when but he said i'll connect you with my fashion contacts at vogue and all of this so i looked at it like it was a priceless moment but i said let me right. just put a little number on it he agreed to the 200. Uh, I was working part-time time at Olive Garden at the time. So even while I'm at work, like I'm on my phone trying to work his business. I had asked my, I have a blind uncle who has his own orchestra. He was going to do the music. I mean, we were getting a lot big in here. We was just killing it. Yeah, and I just have a way of, Right. And I just have a way of trying to get like not everything for free, but just trying to get sponsorships like, OK, can you sponsor right. this? This is going to be here to Sheena Arnold. Da, 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 da. And it kind of puts like, you know, your name out there, um, your brand out there. So people were willing to do it. And especially because like a lot of people, when I ask them to do something, they'll do it. You know, and that's the great thing right. about having relationships. Girl, I like to have fainted when. It was a hurricane in Philly, which is unusual for Philly. And um, we kind of had a disagreement because I didn't like that. I guess there was a lack of, of communication on my end. But what I was telling him was, let me just say this. I canceled my interns showing up today because I wasn't going to put them in harm's way with a hurricane. And, you know, I explained that to him and he was like, no, I understand that. But and I just kind of felt like he was being a little insensitive to the situation. I mean, Philly, we we can get 30 inches of snow and we still do our thing. But if the right. if they call a national 
if they call an emergency, it's just it, that's just what it is. I'm not going to put anybody in harm's way. They're interns. They're not getting paid for this. So right. in addition to the 200 in a month, the agreement was he would make he would make me a dress for the event and then he would make my interns two shirts each. They got their shirts. They were beautiful blouses. I mean, this man can sew. They got their shirts. I, on the other hand, <laughs> didn't get anything. So he ended up canceling the event. Literally oh. with no real notice. He sends me this email and it took like, it's almost like God was testing me throughout the whole, I think we worked together for about five weeks. We were playing everything to the moment it happened because I normally would have had a different response. And like, he calls me a diva and he was like, you know, I don't deal with this in Hollywood and I, you know, I, I stay away from it. That's why I don't even do most of the red carpets. And I just didn't think I'd be dealing with, I mean, he's going off on me. Like I did something completely wrong. When in reality, yeah. all I did was share my concerns. And one of my concerns was he had been telling me that he was going to make me a dress. And instead, what he did was he sent me five dresses. Now, some people will say, well, Maya, he sent you five dresses. But let me just say this. There is a difference from you sending me five dresses that was already made than you designing me something as per agreed, like original. We all know that that when you are telling people, yeah, I'm wearing an original so-and-so collection, that's exciting. So right. we were having just some communication issues and I I listed that as one of my concerns, but I listed it at the bottom. That wasn't even like a big concern. I wasn't mad. I just was thinking I was going to have one of so-and-so original, you know, like I was really right. excited about that. But there were other things that I mentioned that there was no payment. He still hadn't paid me. Like there was nothing. And he ends up canceling the event. And I was just thinking in my head, like you just wasted everybody's time. On top of that, my intern still had to pay. She ended up having to pay $1,100 for that room. I was so pissed off. What? That be- Why? So, because they canceled it? Right. So was she... See, I used to run an organization at Temple, so I know their policy. You are supposed to cancel in a certain amount of days, and if you don't, they still charge you whether you have the event or not. So I don't know whether Ooh. she just overlooked it or what, but the truth is I couldn't even say anything to him. Because he really had, he never signed the contract I sent over and he wasn't really responsible for that part. I was, but technically I wasn't even responsible to pay her. So she ended up just, um, shout out for, you know, no shade, wife privilege, fitting it on her daddy's credit card. Um, but I felt so bad because right. I was like, this is crazy. And I kept telling her, is there anything I could do? Can I call them and let them know that, you know, this wasn't your fault, but I, it's hard to do because. She put it under her sorority's name. And so it wasn't supposed mm. to even be an event other than for her sorority. So now you got to explain to them, well, how come you want an event for somebody? You know what I mean? It was just way too much. She didn't want to put her sorority in jeopardy. Um, she settled the bill, like, I think a month after everything happened. But I just felt hard. I had to call my uncle and cancel. He could have taken other engagement. You know, it was just a mess. It was right. it was a mess. Um, and wow. all I could do was reply to his email and say, no problem. Please make sure you communicate with everyone because I'm not I'm not going to cancel these people. You're going to do it. You're not going to make me look crazy. I was like, please make sure you reach out to the individuals that we've been communicating with. Um, and God bless. I sent a one liner like Yandy should have did when she was separating from Jim Jones. Um, yeah, mm. I sent that one liner and just like just moved on because I was so annoyed. Like what you did all of this. And, and you know, I have no 
issues with you know the the homosexual community that's not even my style but somebody had mentioned to me well what did you expect you knew he was going to act feminine about and i was like no i don't do that i don't stereotype people and say oh because you are homosexual you're going to act a certain type of way or i'm going to be dealing with pettiness no i feel like because he was a friend because i admired him and because he admired my work he liked my writing we were going to do well together i didn't think it would result in like a cancellation and all of this just nonsense that went on. Um, and I still had to see him at Fashion Week because the event was oh supposed God. to take place at Fashion Week. Yes, I still had to see him. Tashina, Tashina still came to Philly. Um, he had got this pop star from India. Like all of that still took place, but the event was just like canceled. And I felt I felt crazy. He made me feel like, and, and you know what? I literally didn't even do fashion PR after that. He made me feel like I had done something wrong. Wow. I wasn't ready for it. Um, like, you know, I still did press releases and stuff, but I didn't pick up any clients. Like, and, and my mom even could tell, like, I had really taken that to heart and that I had allowed it to kind of, I guess, discourage my my journey and stuff. Because I was thinking, like, he called me a diva. I'm like, well, if I got to deal with this, I don't even want to be in the fashion world. Because it's just nonsense. Like, you know, it's just too much drama and emotions for no reason. Um, and that was probably the worst experience. Did the friendship change? It did. Yeah, I would assume, I yes. <laughs> we were able, at the show, he didn't treat me differently. Like, Tashina still came over and hugs me. Um, he still, you know, because it was three people that we had gotten, and one of them was a, a major chef. So all of us were there. The girl from India, he still took pictures with all of us. He was still, like, he hugged me. I mean, there was no, you wouldn't have been able to tell from the fashion week, but I looked at him differently, and I would never work with him again. Like, it was just disturbing to the spirit. I, I just would never work with him again. And I was like, had I gotten the contract signed, and I kept mentioning it every week. And I feel like he purposely didn't sign it because wow. somewhere along the way, he knew that he really probably wasn't going to show up. Like, you know, really fulfill right. his obligation on his end. So it was easier to find. minimal. You did everything. Very. <laughs> Very. Like, what in the world? Yeah. It That's was, crazy. It was really bad. It was bad. And I was just like, if this is what the fashion world is, and I was taking like his like you know Sherman had pulled me to the side Sherman is like my brother so he had pulled me to the side and was like people saying you think you the bomb because you work with so and so and now that part don't bother me because I'm like women will always have this um will always be associated with something when it comes to us being strong and not taking stuff so that part didn't bother me but looking back I'm like I took a lot of flack you know what I mean like I I just really held down the fort just for you to turn around and kind of just be like oh forget it you know, and I didn't get no contacts from it. So not only did I not get paid, I ain't got one email address from for Vogue or you know any fashion outlet, L magazine. Like just it was it was pointless, and I felt like this is why people don't work with friends. That was like my first thoughts was this is right. exactly why. Because if he had approached yeah, me as a client, I, really I, never done it, I don't think. You know, I mean, honestly, I have some that really just work out really effortlessly, and then I have some that just don't, but. I think the overall general advice, I think that if you must do it or you have to do it, that you just are just very transparent about the expectations in the beginning and then, you know, just try to go from there. But with my experiences, I'm thinking 
try to keep it to a minimum, though. Because it's just too many problems, and it's just too much comfortability and too much familiarity, and I just think it it just doesn't work. It really doesn't. It can, but, yeah, no. Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, so I don't know if Gio, if you've seen it, but a few years ago, this post would go around on Instagram, and it would say, "Real friends support your business." And right. I would see it a whole lot. You know, I ain't really have no real feelings about it because, like I said, other than that time, I really don't have friends who are like seeking my you know, can you write this? Can you write that? But then there was somebody who gave a perspective on it and I thought it was interesting. So I kind of want us to address it. Um, She said, and she is a businesswoman and she said, I don't feel that way. She was like, if I have a business like I do and my friends don't come and buy stuff from my business, I don't feel like they're not real friends because they don't. Um, And then she kind of just went on a little bit more, but that was like the focal point of her like whole post. Uh, so what are your views on that when it comes to real friends just support your business? Um, does it stop at a certain point? Meaning like, for instance, I have a friend who's an author, but I don't read erotica. I don't, I don't read 50 shades of gray or anything like it. Um, and so I, unfortunately I can't <laughs> read her books because every other page is steamy, you know? And so she understands it. She was like, oh, I get it, girl. You know, I got church folk that tell me all the time they can't, you know. Um, so she gets it. But I do try to support her in other ways, whether it's giving her writing advice or something, you know, so that it balances out. Um, so, yeah, what are your, like, what's your perspective on friends should support your business? And are there ways to do it if, say, they're not into whatever you're doing? Um, I absolutely think that that is important, um, and I think that you should do it. And just like you said, even if you don't have a need for it, you may you you have to know somebody that has a need for it. Yeah. Like at least try to send some customers their way, or you know maybe post something that they're doing, or even just sending them words of encouragement is support in some way, even if you don't buy something, if they don't have a product or whatever. But I think that it's just important that you get support from the people that are around you. So I'm really all for it, seriously. I I try to do that with a lot of my friends. Um, Even, you know, just posting stuff and, you know, just trying to be a support system because if you don't do it then you know a lot of the outside people do it for obvious reasons but I just think that it's important if I call you my friend then you should want to do whatever you can to see me win or see me to go to the next level so a post or telling somebody about what it is that they're doing is I don't think that that's too much to ask yeah yeah I I understood her point. I think she was, I think she took it like the post was saying, if they are, if they don't do it, they're not real friends. So no, I don't believe that if you don't support it, that that negates anything else you may have done for me. Like you could have been there through every, you know, horrible situation in my life. You could have even helped me out financially during times when I was stuck. So I don't think I would necessarily classify you as a horrible friend, but I think the point is too. There's the other post that goes around that says strangers will probably support you more than your friends and family will. And yeah, I think that that's true. true, 
Right. So I think it's it's about expectation. Um, right. You know, I, I'm an author. I have books. So what does it cost you to either download the Kindle version for $2.99 or $3.99 or to do Kindle Unlimited is $9.99 a month and you get 10 books and then you just have to, you know, return it like a library card. So like, what does it cost you to do that? If Even if you say, I don't read. And I get that a lot. I don't read. But I have men who will buy my book. They don't read romance necessarily. But they're like, right. no, I mean, it's $20. What does it cost me? You're not someone who has a right. product that's like very expensive. So yeah, that's why for cars. me, like, I get annoyed. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so that's why I get annoyed when there is a support from friends because my product is not expensive. Whether, like I said, there's some of my books online for, uh, I think, 99 cents from my old publisher. So you really have no excuse <laughs> not to not to support in some way. Um, but I, so far, to be honest, I don't really have that issue. Um, a lot of people have bought it. They've even like, no, I'll wait for the print version. They'll spend the 15. Um, some people buy it and don't read it. And that could be a little disappointing because reviews do matter. But again, I take the support in whichever way, um, I can get it. And I'm like, Hey, if they buy it and don't read it, I still ate tonight you know it's like whatever it is what it is at least they're trying to show some love um I, I definitely get a lot of support back home um and I think for me though it is true that most of the time strangers and friends I mean um strangers will probably support you more than friends and family for me I think because of where I grew up and how I grew up people are, are like oh I know an author like they're just so like amazed right. by it um which is why I don't really have too much of a struggle like a struggle in this uh, in that area. So I don't know, do you have a time where you, um, did something major or, you know, whether it was an event or you were doing a business launching something new and you just had a friend that just did not support? Um, not that I can think of offhand because, you know, like I said, the nature of my business, I really, most of the times I'm promoting other people's things and not necessarily my own. Um, so it's kind of hard to gauge it from that realm, but I feel like there, I'm sure I've done something and a friend didn't, you know, show any interest or any type of support. So I'm, I'm sure it happens all the time. I just can't, you know, really pinpoint right. as to when it happened. You know what I mean? But I feel yeah. like, you know, I don't really do anything that's really for myself per se. So right, um, right. my job is to push other people's situations. So, it's a little different, but I would hope if I do right. something for my own, that, you know, the love will be there. Right. Okay. So now let's address um, advice, like friends and business advice. So I charge for consultations, um, right. but again, I, I do apply the, the fee that you paid for like if you do get services I apply it to your first invoice and sometimes I find that people will like we talked about this a little bit like they'll DM you all day <laughs> asking a bunch of questions and before you know it they've gotten an hour consultation for free um, but that's more so like people that just are interested in your business but when it comes to friends um, what's your take when you know friends just 
like randomly texting you. Like you said, it is different. We're in two different um, realms of entertainment. Nonetheless, though, people still are like, hey, you do you do PR, you do marketing. Like, what's up? You know, and they could get to texting you and asking you all these questions. And then you just be like, OK, wait a minute. <laughs> Like, you know, like we've been texting for like right. a whole hour now, and like I'm right, this right. hour took away from the hour I could be working on a paid project. So, right. you know, what's your take and your view on friends and advice when it comes to uh, they're asking you for advice for what you do do? Um, I really fall victim to that all the time. I mean, just not <laughs> even with friends, just with people in general. I'm always, right. you know, I always do it, and I've learned to. Um, scale back like I actually did it earlier and then it ended up turning into what it needed to turn into which is dollar signs but I'm always just giving the advice because at the end of the day if you're my friend I don't want to see you lose so you know I kind of put those things to the side but um I can't really say that I really put my foot down with a friend per se and was like listen you take me too far, like you're really milking me for everything. But I have learned right. to create those boundaries with new people because I would even do the same thing with somebody else that they call, oh, well, Gio, how you do this or how do I go about this or whatever, and not even really looking at it like, listen, this is a consultation, you know, whatever. So I, I my mentor actually told me the other day, like, if anybody's on the phone with you more than eight minutes, then you need to charge them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the mindset that I will be having moving forward. But yeah, yay mentor. It, it, <laughs> yeah, right. Let me write that down. Yeah, like literally that not ten minutes, but eight minutes. You need to be sending them an invoice. So yeah, like I really, I do it too much for sure. Yeah. I'm always giving people and advice. I think it's a habit when you love what you do. Um, but I hope you guys, Very that's the first too. key. Did y'all take that key? If you're on the phone with someone for more than eight minutes, you need to send them an invoice. Okay, that's your first yeah. key. <laughs> so that's some good advice. Shout out to the mentor. We're not going to take credit for it. Um, right. I do think it's challenging because when you love what you do, it, it's so hard to separate. So for the longest, I didn't even see writing as a business because I love it so much and, you know, editing and all of that. And so sometimes it is you, like I say it all the time, right. that it is, you have to be the one to kind of step up and set those boundaries because people don't know. Now, if you told them and then they still trying it, that's different. But if you just kind of like, oh, dang, I was just on the phone for an hour and didn't even realize you know, this very thing, all the things they were asking me is in my introductory pack, introductory package on my website, you know? So, um, very true. my take on it is like, so I think that friends, um, when they're asking for advice and when it comes to writing, so I have a a great example of this and it cracks me up to, to this day. So last, what was it? 2017 when, when the three books came out, um, I was kind of short, like ordering my book. So I needed money up front. And I had a friend, we're, we're no longer friends, but I had a friend who offered, I don't borrow money from friends. However, you know, she offered, I was in a bond and I knew I could get her the money back. So she was like, oh, I'll loan you the 400. Okay, cool. And so I got my books, went on about my business. Now I asked her, 
could I work mm-hmm. it off? And I'm going to tell you why I asked her, could I work it off? Because I knew that she was going to be needing me to write something for her because I had just did a, a press release for her. I gave her 50% off. I charged 500 for press releases. So I charged her 250. She, she got it done. And I knew because of the campaign she was launching, she would need writing in the future. So I wasn't trying to like get one up on her like, oh, well, can I work it off? No, like I know how you are. And I know you're going to be texting me or emailing me about some writing. And trust me, that $400 is probably going to get, you're going to get your money. You know what I mean? Like, it, don't even worry about it. And so she um I guess got a little scared and I guess she had a conversation with her husband or whatever and she emails me this promissory note so I was offended one because yes I agreed to pay you back I have no problem with that and we could put it in writing but it here's what irks me the promissory note came through at the same time that she literally texted me and asked me to look at her website and analyze it do you know how much a website analysis costs like for me to right. go through and get your each page and analyze the wording on your website, baby girl, that's like $800. Like, I, oh, I know the rates. And that's like an amateur rate, like me starting. So I'm like, how do you send somebody a promissory note in the same breath that you were asking me to do something? I just asked you if I could work it off. And that was my reason for doing it. Not right. because I was trying to Oh, I was hella hot so you know she could feel that I was hot or whatever I guess because I was real short in my text message we eventually talked about it and her feelings actually was hurt she was like I didn't mean it like that it's just I said but that's my point my gift cost this is my gift and I'm using my gift to help so you can't you know and I didn't even bring up the whole her asking me to do the website thing I didn't even bring it up I just said how about this don't offer me no money no more. We're going to leave that out there because it's going to ruin the friendship. You'll get your money. As a matter of fact, it was the night of my book signed. I gave her half her money right there. Here go $200 for my books. And then she says, like, are you sure? See, that bothers me because now I feel like you're trying to manipulate the situation. What you mean? Am I sure? You just sent me a promissory note a week ago. Absolutely. Take your money. Like, 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 it's just like, like, what do you mean? Am I sure you just sent me a, no, you, you best believe I'm sure you'll get your other 200 very shortly. So, I'm saying all that to say, like, I literally, from that day, I was like, nobody else, you cannot text me. The minute you text me and say, hey, what was, you know, how am I supposed to write in this point of view? Um, I'm going to send you the link for a consultation. Like, it's, it's like, it really just disturbed my spirit like that. You think it's so easy for me to just sit down and look at your website. And even if it is easy, it may take me 30 minutes, but it took me 10 years to learn how to do it. Like, you're not paying for the 30 minutes. You're paying for the 10 years it took me. You know what I'm saying? This is like, this is a skill in the art that I had to learn, and I didn't learn it overnight. So, yeah, for me, I just don't do it no more. Like, you cannot text me and ask me no questions. You cannot. And I mean, I'm not saying, like, if you just be like, hey, you know, do you do editing? What are your rates? Like, that's fair. But I'm just talking, like, when you get down to the nitty gritty and you like, well, can you look at this and this? Nah, like, I can't. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, I just can't do it no more. So, Unfortunately, she ruined it for everybody. You cannot text me and ask me any questions without booking a consultation first. Hello? Yeah, are you still there? Okay. Can you hear me? Hello, hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Wait a minute, guys. Hello? All right. I'm yeah, your phone is breaking up. I'm good, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was breaking up. Okay. 
Oh, okay. Sorry, okay. guys. Sorry about that. We'll yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So she kind of ruins it for everybody. Like, you just can't even text me, ask me one question. I mean, like I said, you can ask me what are your rates and stuff like that. But when it gets right, down to the nitty gritty, right. you just can't do it because it just disturbed me like completely. That and it's like, yo, do you realize that? You wouldn't even have this type of access to a writer where you could just be like texting them like that. You would have to go they to a website, know. a contact form. They don't. They don't realize it. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't realize it. You have to wait forty-eight hours for a response, right? <laughs> right for a response, exactly. Yeah, I. You know, I'm just I'm learning just how to maneuver in that way. You have to, and then it, it's like. To be honest, if you if you allow ten friends to do that, then imagine the time that you're spending and the time that you are not wasting. I hate to use that time wasting, but interjecting and giving them free advice, and then it's taken away from the people that have paid you. So it's like you just gotta limit that. You really, really do. Yeah. You really do. You just have to. It, it's just for the better. You can you always. Know. Uh, huh. No, I was going to say, so I think, I think we've given some tips, but I would say my top three tips for uh, dealing with friends and business and, or how to divorce. Oh, so let's just address that. If you are in a situation right now. I meant to say that. I meant to say that. Why don't we address why you use the word divorce? Why did I? Why did you pick? the word divorce, oh, divorce instead of another word. Yeah. Cause I wanted to ask you that. Well, because, yeah, I think because a divorce is like a finalization and I feel gotcha. like perfect example with that, with that situation. I'm actually to her, don't ever offer to loan me money again. I don't care what kind of bond I'm in and moving forward, you pay for everything with, with writing. Gotcha. So right. it, it's the final say we you know right. we, we kind of know what divorce is like, that's the final say this is it there's no going back i can't do this because it, it's better for me to protect the friendship so i'm not saying divorce your friend i'm saying divorce and friends and business keep it separate um and that's just from like i said experiences that i've had um when when i did have friends who were interested in any of my writing services so Right. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you that. I was like, oh, divorcing friends. That that seems so. Because yeah, it's like, yeah, sometimes it's better to just not even do it. It ain't no, oh, well, we could try this again later. No, like, let's save the friendship. What means what means more? Is it the $500 I'll get from this project and the possible headache and a strain on our friendship? Or should we just, you know, kind of keep it? And I can even refer you to somebody in the same industry. Right. Um, and I that's like better so yeah, uh, what would you right. say to someone you know, if they were currently in a situation and how do they divorce this like they they already paid or maybe they didn't pay all of it but they're having this tug of war it's causing problems in the friendship they're trying to finish the project but it's like this ain't working like what what, what advice would you give to that business owner um, I, my advice would be, I think that transparency is always important. Communication is always important. So definitely in the most respectful way, maybe if you send an email or just have like a conversation, but always just be upfront about what it is that you're dealing with and how you're feeling because you just never know. It could be something that 
they're not even aware that they're doing or you could be interpreting it wrong and it could be something that could probably be worked out most of the time or you know you just both agreed to just end it but i think without communication don't just sit in in silence and frustration like communicate and let people know how you're feeling and i think that um you know that's a start and then secondly just don't do it so then you don't have to worry about right. it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just don't do I it agree. or just, just really you know or you know like I try to do like pray about everything before you go into any type of relationship at all um, business personal whatever so then you can kind of save yourself the heartache but I mean you always have to support your friends no matter what because I think that you know friendship is a reciprocation you give some you take you give some you take but however um, you just have to limit you know, your your time in giving on the business end because that's what you use to make your money. So it's, you know, yeah. it's a gray area there, but don't get too gray. Right, right. Well, I would say, like, if you're already in this situation, um, I don't know if you guys remember the episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta when Sheree was trying to secure uh, Phaedra's services. And I don't even know how they bumped heads. I can't remember, but Phaedra slid that check right back across that table. She was like, let me give you back your check. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So um, now, in a, obviously, in a circumstance where you were already in it and the person may have paid, I think you should do whatever they paid up to um, right. and then you know maybe release them. Or if possible, you you give a refund. I mean, most business owners, we do have accounts and we usually deposit. Um, but even if, let's just say that that came through right on time, because I remember those days when I was a struggling entrepreneur and excuse me, I was living project by project. So the project, you know, they pay for the project. I'm like, whoo, you know, I can pay my car, no pay this. But for most right. of us, if you're a little bit more established, you probably have an account. So you can just give them that money back um, and just chalk it as a loss and a learning lesson. Now, if they right. have not, if they have not paid you or ha if they've completely paid you and you're already like, say, 75 percent into the project, then finish it simply because at the end of the day, you'll still have a testimonial. You'll still have a, another project finished under your belt um, or whatever it is that you do. But mainly this will obviously go for people who offer services. When somebody buys a product, right. they just buy the product. But if you offer services, like you're in a PR field or cons consulting or anything of that nature, then, it, you know, just kind of finish it out and then take it as a learning lesson. Um, but try to get something good from it for both of you. You know, try to, as the entrepreneur, say, okay, hey, turn it into a podcast episode. I mean, don't, again, we don't do names. We're not trying to put nobody out there, but turn it into a lesson. Uh, take some gems from your experience and teach other people, you know, how to work with friends. Maybe you learned something and maybe you were doing something wrong. It's not always on the other person. Because sometimes as an entrepreneur, you may get lazy because it's your friend. Oh, I can take a little. Right. I told Absolutely. her I would send it to her Sunday. Let me send it to her on Wednesday. Like, Absolutely. you know. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, we're aware that it's not just the the clients. It could also be you. So, or or us or me. So just be be responsible. Make sure you're doing your part. Um, and then if you started off lax, don't try to get all serious in the the middle or the end. Like I just think that's unfair. Right. So if you started off, if you started off like 
we was out for drinks. Oh, girl, it's all good. Don't worry about it. You can pay me the deposit later. Or, you know, if you started off the first couple of weeks all lax and then all of a sudden you just want to get all business like that's not fair either. Like you can't just switch personalities like that. So right. I think transparency, as Jill said, and consistency. Be consistent. Be the same way throughout the project. You know, like I said, if they already paid, just finish it and just don't do it no more. Um and yeah, that that kind of would be if you're already in it. Now, yeah, if you if you have not started and you heard that you you'll be hearing this podcast and you be like, oh, there go my confirmation. Like, <laughs> if you right, have not started, right, right. don't start. Um, yeah, don't start because it's yeah. it's just it could be a, a big headache. So my next question is should we partner with friends in business geo so like mm-hmm. partnerships mm-hmm. like karen and nipsey karen civil and nipsey were partners they were friends they were partners that was a great partnership should we partner with friends should we open up a restaurant together or start a boutique together when money i think is that that's a little better than than you know a friend soliciting services mm-hmm. i would prefer to actually do that than a friend soliciting your services because partnership is equal. So it's like you're both responsible for, you know, the common goal instead of, you know, typically in partnership is no exchange of money. It's typically you putting up your money together and it's just a different vibe and a different accountability. So I would prefer to do it that way than to, you know, have a friend solicit my services for sure. I like that too. I think um, friends have a common interest in that work and you've laid out a vision and you, you want to test it. I say go for it. I say you just have to be transparent about uh, finances where you both stand. Doesn't mean both of you have to have the same tax bracket, but <clears throat> I think you should be very transparent about the financial part like what you're bringing to the table what they're bringing to the table and some some listen some partnerships it may not be equal your partner could be a millionaire while you're still in the you know six figure range but they may look at it like okay well I'll put up the uh, the most of the money you put up this amount but you'll do all the the PR and the graphics and all of this like there's ways to work it out because every partnership to me equality just means we're both putting in the same amount of support and energy and effort not necessarily always the same dollar amount because that may not always be possible. You may use my brains, you know, use your, um, like for instance, Nas is investing a lot. He has a lot of partnerships out here in Silicon Valley with tech companies, but he know, he ain't no tech person. (laughs) So, you know, he's like, I put up the money, put up the brains, you know? And so I think that, um, as long as you guys have a, understanding of what you both bring to the table again it may not be an equal dollar amount but i think partnerships um ownership where you guys want to own something together i think it could really work but i will share this experience with you because you have to be careful so it wasn't me so i'm gonna be very careful how i tell the story but my mom works for the police department and one of her co-workers had a security company with a, a friend of, well i don't even know if they were friends first i don't know their whole story but he is now suing him okay because old boy was having an affair married and everything that had an affair buying this chick all this stuff with money that we done made with our company i i was like what Whoa. Like, <laughs> wait a minute oh, you can't just be out here <laughs> what are you doing bro 
Right. Now, if you would have said, all right, I got into a little bond, you know, me and my wife had some issues, you know, mortgage was backed up. But you out here not even spending on your wife, who I know. You out here, me, me and my wife know you and your wife. You out here spending on some girl that could get you all caught up. Because I was just wow. like, I was like devastated for him. And so wow. he ways, and, and I said, you know, it's so crazy. I tried to help him get an account because I used to do security with the the business I well with the museum that I used to do security for in uh Central City. And the door didn't open and he was a little disappointed. And my mom said, You better thank God that door didn't open because had it open and all of this would have came out, y'all would have lost the account anyway. So I was like, That is so true. Um, so yeah, he's currently going through something. So this is why we're saying be careful. I'm sorry, what'd you say, Gia? No, I was saying agreeing with what your mom said. Super true. Yeah. <laughs> right. So this is why we're saying just be careful because like with him, he had no idea that was going on. I can't even remember how my mom said he found out. I don't know whether he saw a receipt or something or a statement, but I mean, money was just being pulled out of the company and he was just like, what, what is going on? And so, I mean, he was at the point of you know, running up on my man, going to his house. And I don't blame him. Like, you are my future. So, so, yeah, I think that's why we're saying just be careful because even with a partnership, you just have to have an understanding, clear vision. You may you may need to pull in an account and it may be expensive, but you may have to pull in an account and don't let, maybe y'all shouldn't handle the books. You know what I mean? Let, let the accountant handle the books so that we know the books is being <laughs> handled properly. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of it. We're, we're, I want to give three tips or I don't know. Do you have three tips like each or you, how you want to do this? I think we should close out with some good keys. Um, (laughs) yeah. So good keys would be, um, just be transparent and be just overly communicate in business with whatever side you're on, whether you're on the person giving the services or paying for the services, um, really pray about whether or not you should go in relationship, uh, go into a business relationship with that person, whether it's your friend, a stranger, whatever. I think that the rules of engagement should always be the same. And yeah, I don't have three. Those are my two. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, mine would... Um, Mine would be, you know, no, and this is just after experience. Um, I do give discounts on my books, like family. I have a a family rate, but I don't do friends and family discounts anymore. Um, That was actually one of the first keys I wrote down. I'm just not with it. I feel like um, friends should respect your gift and family all the way around. Uh, And sometimes, yeah, you're going to have to do that because it, it avoids issues. Um, and I never forget, my cousin is a huge music producer, he used to be the VP of Warner Brother Music. And I remember asking him to be my manager. And he was like, um, okay, it would be 20%. So I said, is that the family rate? He said, no, it's 20%. <laughs> and I was like, well, right. dang, this hurt my little old feelings. But I respect it. And he's taught me so much because <laughs> he was like, no, that's the everybody rate. Like, I was like, yeah, okay, it's 20% it is. So and let's be clear. We're not saying at all to don't do things for your family and don't do things for your friends, but really just think it through and really just pray about it because no one needs any extra headaches. Everybody's trying to, you know, build their businesses and do anything and do everything that they're trying to do to go to the next level. You don't really need any extra headaches. 
we're not saying don't help anybody because yeah. by far that's not even the character that we're trying to do. But you just have to just be smart about it and just do things in wisdom. Absolutely, yeah. So it's yeah, it's, it's a case by case. I mean, that's not to say if a friend of mine she you know wanted a package and she only had three hundred dollars that i may not would you know give her i I work with sometimes the question does say what is your budget but you know there you know that's even tricky sometimes but i think it's just wisdom prayer as geo said um but that that is one of my keys i i don't i personally don't think you should do friends and family discounts i think you should really gauge what your business is and what you're trying to build and i think if we all took a lesson from nipsey it was building legacy and sometimes build a mm-hmm. legacy you can't afford to take like shortcuts and discounts you just can't afford to do right. it um so think about your yearly goal okay if this is my goal for the end of the year okay maybe you can do 10 discounts a year you know maybe you should break it down like that as opposed to right. just like Oh, every everybody who's a friend and family member know if I have a goal to make one ten, a hundred and ten thousand this year, what does that look like daily? Okay, have I given out the maximum discounts for this month or this quarter? That's a great way to do right. it. You got to break down your numbers and, and see what your, that your goal is. That is a really good way. So then, if somebody contacts you, you're like, "Hey, I'm already out of my family discount for the year. Yeah, <laughs> for the quarter. There you go. Uh, if you want to work together, yep. you know you." You have to holler at me next quarter, you know, when I open up. <laughs> right. <laughs> when and if I it's open the end up, of the year. You know, the, yeah, like that's actually, hey, yeah, I might that actually came, do that, that because that actually right is going to be, it was, because it also, it sounds professional, it sounds like you're serious, it sounds like you're trying to help them, and it's like the greatest scapegoat that I've heard of. I love it. Well, praise the Lord. Yeah. That was the Holy Spirit. I just so happen to just yeah. threw that I out there. It. Like, like oh. yeah, be like, oh, for the, for the quarter. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if it's the fourth quarter, I will see you next year. Like, you yeah. know, you just be like, next year. Like, that was awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that's good. I think we've really covered our bases with, you know, divorce and friends and business. And, you know, it probably sounded a little harsh, like the word divorce. But I think you guys got the concept of, of what we're trying to say. And again, it's case by case. Always pray. Follow the peace. I always say follow the peace. And don't let nobody rush you. Right. If that's Oh, that right. would be my last. Like, I have had people text me. Uh, it, you know, even if it was a friend or not, like, well, I need this done here this day. And it's like, first of all, you didn't even pay full price because you was a friend. And this is at the time, you know, when I was given this, like, you need to Especially calm your nerves. My whole world and everybody else doesn't stop because you need something done. Let me get that out there right quick. Let me, let, <laughs> let's just rest on that. My whole world does not revolve around one phone call. And I think that people need to realize that, too, especially when you're dealing with the business. I think people put so many expectations on small businesses when we don't have 50 people employees to be able to delegate and all this stuff. We may be working with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. And then they think that everything's just supposed to be a 24-hour situation. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work like just because they put a call through and they need something. I think that people need to have a little bit more compassion for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, compassion. Well, and you mentioned it earlier, it's entitlement. And I think as a whole, we need to break that entitlement spirit, (laughs) period, because that's 
even when you pay me, you're not entitled. Let me also yeah. make that clear, okay? You don't own me yeah. <laughs> when you pay me, okay? All right, I'm done, y'all. But I just had to get that. No, off. it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. You're right. Um, so, with that being said, who is our biz soulmate of the week? We gave it to Nipsey last week. Um, I mean, I have one. I don't know if you have one as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I would just do this uh, again for real, for real. But, yeah. I know. It's just so interesting. So, uh, you know, my best soulmate of the week would be Sarah Jakes Roberts. It was actually my original thought for last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. Uh, yeah, my first lady. Um, And the reason why is just because she truly is an example of how to do it for the kingdom and the culture. Uh, Just so down to earth her vibe, her whole energy. And she is the, she's a good example of like a real modern day Ruth, you know, a woman who kind of lost it all was heartbroken, divorced, single mom, just going through and then moved to a new location. And God gave her the business and the boo um, with my pastor, yeah. Ray Roberts. Kinda just, yeah. You know, like she's like a modern day Ruth, but as far as entrepreneurship goes, her being a biz soulmate, uh, if you go to her Shop Woman Evolve page, um, it's amazing how I think it's just so cool that a first lady knows she has more than one gift. So I'm not just a preacher. I don't just speak and, and do speaking engagements and all of that. I'm a businesswoman. And she literally took a ministry and turned it into a boutique, turned it into a conference. She's done a, a tour. I mean, excuse me, all within I think it's been a year. She also has the podcast. So all of this falls under Woman Evolve, W-O-M-A-N, Evolve. And uh, she just dropped her new collection. So if you go to Sarah Jakes Roberts' Instagram page, I told her, like, first lady, you trying to shut down the internet out here in these streets? Um, because she just she wears her she wears her clothes. She looks great. Um, but it's just, I think it's dope. And I think for anybody out there, especially if you're a believer, I say this all the time, your wealth is really locked on the inside of you. Um, right. And if you tap into those gifts, you will definitely see that you can do it all. You can serve God and you can be entertainment. You can serve God. <laughs> you can be a preacher and you can be a fashion designer. Like it's, there's no limits to, you know, what you can do. And so that would be the best soulmate of the week. So make sure you follow Sarah Jakes Roberts. That's Sarah with an H uh, online and listen to her sermons on YouTube and so forth and so on. So, yeah. Shout out to Sarah Jakes Roberts. I'm going to definitely go check that out for sure. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's a dope collection. <laughs> so, and the prices are reasonable. You know, so, sometimes like people who are popular, the prices be crazy, but no, they're really, really like reasonable prices. So, that's always good. Oh, my God. So, I think Gio's going to close us out in prayer. And yes, this is our prayer. We're going to close coming. out. All right. So, God, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for um, just the gifts and the talents that you've given us. And we just thank you for the direction. We thank you for our purpose. We thank you for your plan. We thank you that all of those things are lining up for your glory, Father. And we just thank you and we praise you for the week ahead. We thank you that we're victorious in our week ahead. We thank you for new doors opening. We thank you for new opportunities, for new partnerships, for new levels, God. And we just thank you that you just bless our minds, you bless our hearts, you bless our businesses. And we just thank you. 
for the keys to the game. We thank you for um, just being able to share our experiences and share our stories to hopefully be able to bless and empower other people that are on their path. And we just thank you and we praise you. Amen. Amen. So we will see you guys next week, same time, same place. And this is Keys to the Game. Later.